0: Name of Jesus. All right, good. When you're done, come on in. Now I know it's let you loose, and then you gotta come back. So, this couple of things we are. um, This is our night of giving thanks. So you can all be seated. We're gonna have the microphone open. We'd love for you everyone to come and just to testify what's God done for you this year? Why are you thankful? What what has happened? And then we're going to release the blessing of whatever it is that's happened to us that we're testifying into the into the the body into the living body. We do this every week over our day of prayer and fasting that's now become prayer watches, 2 hours, and we celebrate what we've heard in that hour or that prayer watch, but tonight we really want to open this to God's faithfulness over the course of the year because a lot of times Thanksgiving just we we kind of get in a hurry we forget to get to that part and that I believe is the most important part without the giving of thanks we really didn't finish the prayer and without the giving of thanks we didn't come to give God glory and questionable even if without the giving of thanks our faith begins to become weak and we can't hold our place that we were that we were given full access to so it's a great reason to do so i know people are traveling we bless those who are in travel we bless those who are preparing meals cleaning homes lots of movement happens but tonight for the next hour we're going to give god praise and then just let it carry all the way into the into this tomorrow wherever you go wherever you don't go some people are Overwhelmed with what they have to do, and some people are, are, are feel all alone because of the situation they find themselves in. Either place, Jesus Christ is Lord of. Either place, Jesus Christ is more than enough, and He will bring us into that place of, of acceptance and joy. So, can I read one verse that I just I almost do it every Thanksgiving because it's just so profound. We did it on Sundays, Luke seventeen. And then we'll open up for the testimonies. It's in verse 14, Luke 17, 14. <clears throat> and Jesus is on his way into Jerusalem. And he's, he's on a on a mission. He knows he's set his heart resolutely. He's got his face toward. But when he saw, so when he saw them. 17, oh, it looked like a 14 to me. It's 11, verse 11. Sorry, Kelly. My print is a little too small. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then he entered a certain village. There met him 10 men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when... He saw them. He said to them, go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. Simple acts of obedience to the voice of the Lord. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his feet, on his face at Jesus' feet giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? You see, God expects thanksgiving in return for his touch, in return for life. That's why when we looked on Sunday, the two cardinal sins, if you were, that start the, 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 the degradation of all life is to not glorify God and to not be thankful. To not glorify God as God and to be thankful. Now, this Samaritan's doing both. Glorifying God, and he's so thankful. And Jesus is saying, well, where's the other nine? And he said, to the, and he answered, he said, uh, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except the foreigner? So giving of thanks is glorifying God. It is something that Jesus is expecting, and I want to be over abundant in my giving thanks tonight. But I don't want to take up all the time. So I will save mine for a little later in this service. He said to them, he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. His faith to obey and go show himself to the priest, and his faith that made him turn around and find Jesus and glorify God and fall on his face and give him thanks. That full faith has made you well. Go your way. Now you can go do whatever you want. You completed the you your faith has brought you into completion. You can now go your way. But you you fulfilled my call to you to be healed by coming back to give God the glory. Does that make sense? That's something we we can do every single wonderful beautiful day. Now, I will tell you my I have two testimonies. I'll tell you the two things that I am most grateful for. First off, in the beginning of the year in john and we're going to do this men on the 10th of december second saturday we're going to gather together and we're going to ask the question where do i want to be in 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 god in christ in the in a year where do i where do i what is god saying to me that he wants to work and reveal himself in and we're going to we're going to locate it and it's going to be unique for all of us but there'll be some generalities that are over us for me the verse that God begins to speak in the beginning here was in John 10. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I knew there was something to it, and I've watched that and I'm so grateful to have had those encounters over and over, so to which I've come now to say, Lord, I thank you that you brought me here to know me, that you're knowing me. I want to be known. I want, and how do I get known? You say something. How do your scriptures? You, you speak. I hear your voice. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it brings change. It brings uh, awareness. It, it brings me into an understanding of who you are and who I am without you or how, who I am with you, in you. And I then have an encounter. That's to be known as to have an experience. My sheep hear my voice and, I, and I, they have an experience. We know each other. And they follow me. And every time I have had, and I've had, it's almost daily, these encounters where the Lord is bringing me to see him for who he is, which has been amazing. I'll tell you about that later on. And then to see who I am in just my frailty, and then to begin to see who I am in Christ, in his supremacy, but it's not coming from me or for me it's coming through me and for his glory and i have been so grateful to have those multiple encounters that have ha- happened over and over and over again so who would would like to come up and share the first thanksgiving yeah come on yeah Larry you have a you have a lot to be thankful for yeah yeah. Come, yeah, please. Yes.
1: One, one, two, one, two, can you hear me? Yep. My name is Larry C. I was born in November 1943, in the middle of World War II. I'm gonna tell you a story about war, and a story about love, and a story about deceit, and a story about forgiveness. In 1943, the Americans were battling, fighting the war in Italy, battling their way up to Germany to defeat the defeat the Nazis. My dad, my father, was in uh, in World War II. He was in the Army Air Corps, and when the day I was born, he was on the rifle range in in Amarillo, Texas, an orderly. My dad said an orderly came out to him and gave him a note saying, "Sergeant C, you had a, your son. Your, your wife bore a son today," and that's how he found out that I was born on the rifle range. Anyway, my dad was fortunate enough that he did not have to go overseas. But during that time period, nineteen forty-three, forty-four, we were we were in World War II. We were battling in Europe. We were battling the Pacific. The Marines were getting were battling the Japanese. Americans and British were fighting the Germans and it was a it was a it was a terrible time in our history But in the end we won the war and peace came to the United States peace came to the world a wonderful time And here's my story The reason I'm standing here and the reason I'm standing here. I'll give you I'll give you that later, but in 1921 my, grandpa, my grandparents immigrated from Canada and they moved down to Pasadena, California and opened a candy shop, one candy shop. And it was my grandfather's idea to open a, to open a business with the best candy he could manufacture. The best sugar, the best nuts, the best uh, cherries, the best chocolate. And he started with one shop with one candy maker. And his first pieces were um, chocolate fudge and, Vic- and Victoria toffee. Those were the two he started with. And the chocolate fudge that See's Candy has today is still the same recipe. And even though people say they have the recipe, they don't. It's a secret recipe. And um, through the years, my grandfather dedicated his life to the, to the business and finally got enough money to open a second shop and a third shop, and buy a, finally buy a Harley Davidson motorcycle that he had a sidecar built, and he delivered candy around the neighborhood with his sidecar. It's a real success story, really. And, and my, dad, my dad was born in 19... My dad was born in 1912 in Canada. He, he immigrated when he was nine years old, and he worked for the candy business all of his life. Graduated from Stanford in 1934 and right after he graduated, went right to work for the candy business. And he dedicated his entire life to that candy business. I, I was, when I grew up, when I grew up in, I, I went to high school, I went to military high school, and I went to University of Oregon, and I wasn't doing well in college. But the Vietnam War was, was upon us, and, I assumed that since my dad had served, I was a patriot, that I would volunteer for the for the draft. I wound up in the U.S. Army in the infantry, and was sent to Vietnam as an infantry sergeant in charge of a squad. I was in some horrific battles where men are me army were dropping, men are me army being killed, but I survived. I was stu- I was wounded, but I've survived. The man behind me was from the state of Maine. His name was Private Paul Barker. When he came in the Army, the judge gave him two choices because he'd been in trouble with the law. he could go to prison or he could join the Army. He'd been with us three months when an artillery round came down right behind me and opened up his chest and killed him. Later on, maybe a week later, I was going through my rucksack and I found a big piece of steel in my ruck that would have killed me, but I was saved. I considered myself lucky. I was uh, later that day. More artillery came in, and a big piece of shrapnel hit me in the shoulder. And one of my men was hit, screaming in a name out in the field. And I went out to aid him, and he was bleeding heavily from his head. And I said, "Edwards, you're hit pretty bad, but you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay." I didn't really think he was. I thought he was going to die, but I had to give him. A, I had to give him courage. To survive I had to give him hope. So I put it, he put his arm around my neck and I got him back to the to the LZ and dusted off on a chopper. And I didn't I assumed he died. I found out 20 years later he was alive up in Seattle, that he had survived that, He with all that heavy blood coming out of his ear. So I I I keep getting surprises from my battle experience. And, uh, and still in touch with the men that, men that I served with. When I got out of the army, I went right to work for the candy company, for C's Candy. And I, I did all the ordering for the raw materials, the chocolate, nuts, sugar, even the gasoline for the trucks. And in, this, in the wintertime, I worked at the packing belt, supervising the ladies that packed the candy. And in the summertime, I, I would visit all the shops, make sure they, they see if they needed paint, See if the janitors are a good job, and I was kind of the janitor guy. I hired and fired the janitors. If a janitor was doing a good job, I'd give him more shops. If he was doing a good job, I'd write a letter saying, "You're doing a great job. Would you like more shops?" And I felt very good about that. I really did. Anyway, to make a long story longer, I guess. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we got others we got to share Am I too. With you long? Yeah.
1: Am I taking too much time?
0: No, just kind of oh, bring it up, wrap it up, because the, the best is yet to come, so okay, bring that up.
1: It, it's, it's really a story that I'm trying to get to. I had opened a brand new shop in Tucson, Arizona, flew back on the roughest flight I'd ever been. All these stewards had to sit down. They were called stewards at Dana. And my uncle called me into his office and I said, "Well, Uncle Harry, what do you want?" He said, Larry? I've sold the company. You've sold the company. You sold the candy business." That's right. Well, that's the deceit that occurred in my life. He sold a beautiful family-owned company. I said, who'd you sell it? He said, Blue Ship Stamps, the cheap trading stamp company. Anyway, I hated my uncle for selling that company because it was a family-owned company that my family worked so hard to develop. And for years, I hated him for selling that company. Not only did he cheat us out of the money that, was, that he garnered from the sale, but he 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 took the family business away and i'll make it quick (laughs) i gotta tell you how i got here my my dear beloved deceased wife was going to a nail parlor here operated by vietnamese and i i had become friends with them because i was her driver i knew where they're from what cities they're from they became my friends so when i go to the bank to get money i'd walk across the the parking lot and say hello one day i walked in and all the girls ran up to me larry larry and there was dana garner and her mom were sitting in there and they waved how do you know these people i said well i was a vietnam vet blah 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 and as they were leaving dana turned to me and said you want me to call you i said yeah call me so uh, about three weeks went by and i got this card in the mail hi my name is dana garner here's my number I said okay I'll call you so I started dating Dana and she brought me here you bring me to a church in a warehouse she said yeah so here I am and she brought me in here and and I was saved I I accepted Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior I was baptized in this room yeah I've been coming every Sunday and every Wednesday since then and I've gotten to know Dana so well that I'm gonna marry her. I'm gonna marry Dana Garner. If you're watching, I love you. I care for you. i to take care for you the rest of your life. Yeah. Now, it was Peter, Pastor Peter, that came to me, said, "You've got trouble here." I said, "What's that?" He said, "You hate your uncle." I said, "Yeah, I hate him. You've got to forgive him, not just ex- not just excuse him. You've got to forgive him." So. It was a Pastor Peter that said, Larry, you've got to forgive your uncle. And he, he led me through a little prayer, and, and I forgave my uncle. I, I forgave yeah. my uncle. So that is my story, forgiveness, and I want to say a prayer for all of those that are watching me and are here in the room to have a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving and peace to the world and peace to this wonderful country of the United States of America. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Next, Eddie. Oh, okay. Who's you're waiting? Come on up, yeah, please. Thank you, Carolyn. Yeah, yeah. Don't wait for me to call you. I'd rather you just run up as soon as one's done.
2: For this great opportunity um, in the house of God. So. Well, first of all, Sea's Candy is my family's favorite candy shop. So occasionally, when we pass through the Oaks Mall, we would go in there and buy some sweet treats. Anyway, we were bummed that your family sold it. um, So I am here because actually um, two nights ago, I was listening to a sermon. And it was spoken by an Israeli man who was visiting the U.S. and along the message, and he mentioned about the state of our country and all that we all know, it looks kind of bleak. But along with it, he mentioned this. He said, but you know, United States of America is still the country where people's heart is the kindest and it's filled with love. And when I heard that, it just, just such a warmth just welled up in my heart. And I thought, that's right. That's right. And I, I was just overcome with the gratefulness that I'm in this country, that the Lord has opened up a way and brought my family to this country, to America, several decades ago. But I was just overcome with that. And I thought, yes, yeah, that's right. American people does There is such kindness, there's such love in the hearts of the people of this country. And even though things look really hard and difficult, but you know, it's still the greatest country in the world. And the reason for that greatness is because of love in the hearts of the people, the love of Jesus Christ in the heart of the people of this nation. And I remember when we first immigrated to this country, I was in junior high and I went to school, totally new and didn't speak any English, but I saw I encountered so much love and kindness from the teachers and students, and a lot of time I just pause and marvel and I saw, you know, I've never seen this kind of love from my own countrymen when I was in China, I was like, why do they love me so much where I could not give them anything? I don't, you know, it's not by my family's connection or anything. Why do they have so much love be important to me? Then years later when we got saved and I know that it's because of love of God who gave himself to us unconditionally and he taught us to love. And that's what makes this nation great It's because the love in the hearts of the people. And so I give thanks. I'm just, I can't wait to give thanks to God for bringing us here and for the, the thing and the people he used to do that. So,
0: would you, God. Carol, yeah, let's stand up and would you release that? That we would all have that counter.
2: Thank you, Father. We just say that your light and your love overcomes the darkness, Father. And with you, there is always hope, Father. And with you, there is resurrection power. With you, the God, the creator of heaven and earth, Father. Nothing is too difficult, Father. We just release our gratefulness. We thank you, O God of heaven and and earth. We thank you for this nation. We thank you that every one of us are in this room because of your love, because of your great love shown to us, shown to the people. Father, and shown to this nation, Father. And we just ask for that love to arise. We ask for life to arise. We ask for, Father, your kingdom to shine forth. Father, we ask for the release of your bride, your church, Father, Mm -hmm. stepping into her destiny. Father, that our eyes will not look on the lies of the world, but Father, our eyes will look on your face and the face of your son, Jesus Christ. And the grave could not hold him back, And Father, the laws could not hold him back, Father. And Father, death could not hold him back. And we say, Father, release it in the name of Jesus. Release your love. Release your life. Father, through this nation, revive this nation. And Father, bless us. Bless this land and bless the nations of the world. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. 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 R.I.D.
3: Hi, everybody. Praise God. So I want to start out just by sharing from um, a song that um, had been on my heart when I woke up a couple of days ago. Um, It's an older song, and it's based on scripture. I'm just going to read the words to it. Until the day breaks, until the shadows flee away, I will go my way to the mountain of myrrh. Until the day breaks, until the shadows flee away, I will go my way unto the hill of frankincense. I will sing the songs that awaken the dawn, and I will usher in your appearing. It's your face that I crave, and it's your presence that I long for. Your kingdom come, and with your seal upon my heart, stronger than the grave, set me ablaze. Because from the ends of the earth, we hear the song glory to the righteous one. And it goes on to say hallelujah. We will sing the songs that awaken the dawn and we will usher in your appearing. And then it goes on to say, and the spirit and the bride say come. So the reason I wanted to share this song is because, you know, Pastor Steve was sharing about "Well, what's happened to you, what are you thankful for, what's been happening to you this year, coming up in health and wealth. and?" There's so much that's been going on. I feel like I'm in a time warp, but if I could encapsulate it, I feel like this song and the verse that it represents in Song of Solomon 2, verse 17, is what's been happening in my life. I feel like I'm coming up out of a place of darkness and a place of being confused after having been so in love with my beloved so in love with the lover of my soul i came out of this top of the year i came out of a place of um, discouragement and depression and anxiety literally i was in counsel for about a year and 20 months biblical sound counseling to walk out of that place and i don't know why it took so long but man i'm so glad i'm on the other part of that but it's not by might or not by power it's been by the spirit of the lord and by his wooing and so this is my heart's cry and now every time that I'm searching and seeking for him in the watches in my own prayer time I haven't quite figured out how to come into the prayer watches (laughs) from the same time of intimacy that I have with the Lord because it seems so personal and intimate how do I come and share all of that that he's bringing to me and downloading to me that's so magnificently wonderful how do i come and share that because sometimes it doesn't even seem real because it's just me and jesus and it's just so wonderful and i'm just like gosh nobody's gonna really think that's that good but they don't understand they're not on the inside of me they can't feel what i feel but i know that each one of you have had some experiences where the spirit of god has come and touched you if it's been by the word or the song and he's touched you in that special place of your heart where you've been despondent or discouraged or you couldn't see in darkness, and he's brought you up to a higher place. And then that word quickens you and makes you alive. There's nothing like it. And I know what most of you have experienced, it. if you had, it's coming. So I kind of want to wrap it up, but it's hard, there's so much on my mind. So another verse that came to me today was in Isaiah, chapter 55 and verses 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. and. Whenever I try to stand up here and read, my hands get all fumbly, so I'm just going to share from my heart. The thing that really captivated me between the verse in Song of Solomon 2.17 and this song that I just shared with you, and Isaiah 55 and 12.13, was the transformation like Pastor Steve's talking about. We're moving from one place to another place, from darkness into light, from captivity into freedom. And these things that are happening are by the spirit. So the representation of myrrh and frankincense, it represents that transformation because myrrh talks about the transformation of death to life. That's what happened with Jesus. And frankincense, that's the that's the incense, that's the, the consecration. Um, if I'm getting it wrong, I think you understand what I'm saying. And then in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 55, 12, and 13, where it talks about the cypress and the Myrtle, it's talking about a transformation from drought and dry place to a place that's everlasting life and evergreen. Mm -hmm. So, this is only beginning to happen inside of me, so I can't quite wrap my head around all of it, but it's in me. And that's what I want to release today because it is absolutely amazing. And I am coming up out of the wilderness, leaning on my beloved. And man, I want to run. I'm going to (laughs) run. This is just. His name's Jerry. <laughs> I, I say his name's Jerry because he's a trick, geriatric, get it? He's not my friend, but I lean on him. But anyhow, I'm coming up out of the wilderness leaning on my beloved. And so that's what I want to release. Everlasting life springing up in us, evergreen. It's the hope. It's the joy. It's the life of Jesus inside of us. And it doesn't take working up. Like we said, we're coming up in health and wealth. Man, the health and wealth, it's not even what I perceived. It's not like everything all set up in my household, wealth and all the bills paid and everything like that, but God bring it. (laughs) It's not me being fully fit, like I hope and want and I'm still believing prayer for, but it's an inner work inside of me. Mm -hmm. It's that thorn and then briar place that's become alive and springing alive. That's the health and wealth that I long for. When it says give, And I will open up to the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you can't even receive it. It's not material and financial only. It is so deeply spiritual in our lives. And that's my cry is, and that's what my cry is for anyone that would know Jesus Christ. And that's what I'm gonna release today.
0: So stand up together.
3: So Jesus, I'm sorry I didn't do justice to what you've done already in me but it's a work of the Spirit, and I believe that that's a transference from you to me, and now I release it, Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. by the Spirit of God, in the name of Jesus, as it is in heaven above, here on earth, to everyone that would come and drink and buy who has nothing, Lord God, that they would receive the fullness of the transforming work of your Holy Spirit, Lord God, new life, everlasting life, Lord God, that dry and barren places would spring up to everlasting life, Lord Jesus, that the river of life, Lord God, that you promised, Lord God, the river of life that comes by your spirit, Lord God, according to Psalms, Father God, 46 and four, Lord God, the tabernacle of the most high, the holy place, Lord God, that you, Father, would continue to cause, Father God, the life to spring up inside of it, everlasting life, Lord God, Um, so that we, Father God, would continue to grow into you, Lord God, and raise up to the measure the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ, Lord, that you might be glorified in us as we move from death to life to honor you in all things in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Dee. Yes, come on up, Helen. Dee, I think you do a very good job of bringing the intimacy of God into the corporate prayer. I love it. Go ahead, Ellen.
4: Uh, well, I want to share one testimony about the handkerchiefs. My brother, I gave one to my brother, and he's always had mental problems, bipolar. Um, but he's always, um, maybe in the last 20 years, he goes to different churches and will ask for a pastor for prayer. So he has come a long ways. But I gave him a handkerchief uh, last Friday. And so um, he talked to me Monday and said that he he was struggling. He said his, his mind was just so dark and he was struggling. But he said he put the hanky on his head and he said immediately, right away, he said he felt the anointing and power and it cleared his mind. And he was so thankful for that. And and, and um, so he asked me, he says, he said, is it still good? Can I still use it and put it someplace else in my body? And I said, yeah, just put it anywhere you need it. <laughs> anyway, but I, I just want to say, um, being at Thanksgiving, uh, well, the night, a day before, but Lord, I just want to thank you, Father, that um, this has been my best year. And Pastor Steve, I'm so grateful and so thankful that you are obedient to the Lord, to because the Lord told you to put us to read the word out loud to Him. And um, I'm so grateful because this has been my best year. I mean, I've had awesome years with the Lord, but this has been, <laughs> because um, as I read the word, God, I gotta look this way too, huh? As I read the word out loud, oh my gosh, His word comes alive. and. And I'm asking him questions be- sometimes before I, I read, you know, and, and, or directions. And as soon as, it's like as soon as I open to start reading my schedule, boom, there's my line, the first line, there's my answer. And I just know you, he answered me. It's, um, and um, like Dee says, I mean, I think I've grown a lot this year. Maybe I'm wrong, (laughs) but uh, I'm going to have to, but I just feel like the Lord just really has grown me up in, uh, I I mean, his love, speaking of his love, oh my gosh, when Pastor Steve had us a few years back, I remember when he said to everybody, pick a day that you want to come up here to the sanctuary and spend two hours with the Lord. Do you remember that? And uh, mine was on a Thursday, and everybody had to pick that for, we did it, I think, for a year, huh? Mm-hmm. And so um, we had our CD box right there, our boom box, and I would bring my CDs. And, and I, me and others, we would, you know, do our time with the Lord. And um, that was an awesome year for me. He would whoosh on me with his presence, I mean, you just never knew how he was gonna show up, you know? And he would just come in different ways. But his love sometimes was too much, too, too much. It was too, too much. I was like, Lord, stop! It's like, (laughs) I couldn't handle it. And other times, he would give me a vision and I would see myself in this white fire Oh, and I was inside this white fire. He did a lot of work in me that year um, inside like Jesus, says, yes, he always works inside our hearts, our soul and but uh, this year I thank you Pastor Steve. Father God, I thank you for the word that has come alive. I thank you for all of us, Lord, that yeah. you speak to everyone's heart as they read their schedules at home. And I thank you, Father, that you're right there. Your presence yeah, let's is right stand it. there. Let's all
0: stand. You're, let's receive you're it.
4: so good. You're so good. And you know every heart, every life, every path, every where everybody's going through and walking through. But Lord, you are faithful. And you are faithful. You are so, so good. You are are faithful, and I thank you for all your people, Lord, here and online. God, I thank you for your people. Father God, that you have a calling for each and every one. And we're all unique. We're all different. We all come from different paths of life. But he will use you. He will use you. He will bring people down your path, whatever that person might need. Joy, love, hope, faith, trust, peace, whatever that person might need. He will use you. So, Father, I ask that you just give us that courage and that boldness to to step out, that baby faith to step out. And touch that person today yesterday I went with my husband to the hospital oh, no I take that back to the doctor and we were waiting for our turn, right to go to the room and this woman that walked in and she had to hold her head up as she went to the front of the office to sign in she had to hold her head up and I wish I would I had a handkerchief I just wish I would've had a handkerchief. So I'm gonna start carrying some extra ones in my purse.
3: Yeah.
4: And, and I felt so bad, and I prayed for her at home, but I thought, gosh, Lord, I wish I had. <laughs> and thank you. And so let the Lord use you guys. Yeah. Let him use you wherever you are, when you're in the stores, or you're in the movies, or you're working, or let him use you. Lord, I ask that you open our eyes, To those that are wounded, hurting, broken, Lord, there's many, many broken people. And I'm speaking for myself, Father. Give us that courage and boldness that we can touch the world one at a time, one person at a time, that we can touch the world. When I used to work as a caregiver, there was this little old lady, she was 90 some, and she was a little feisty woman. But, and the, the workers, the other caregivers, they were always talking about her. They didn't like her because she would always talk right back. They would tell her she, something, you know, she would talk to them right back. She wouldn't, she wouldn't, you know, shut up. Well, when I was being trained as a caregiver and they took me to her room, the girl that was training me how to dress them and put them in bed, this little lady, Madeline, when the caregiver said, watch this. She put her by the bed, she dressed in her jammies, sat her on the bed, and grabbed her legs, her ankles, and swung her over. And she had arthritis in all her back. And she screamed out in pain. And she started crying. But I told myself in my heart that night, I'm going to watch out for that woman. I'm going to watch her. I'm going to take care of her. Sometimes she was on my list. We had like 10 people to go to different um, rooms to to help them. I would go to Madeline. I would check on her, even if she wasn't sometimes on my list, and sometimes she was. About two weeks of me going to her room, and I would dresser, I would put her in bed gently because I heard she had arthritis on all her back. One day, I was taking off her stockings, and I was on my knees pulling her stockings off carefully, and she looked at me seriously, and she said, who are you? Who are you? Because everybody was mean to her. They would hurt her. She said, who are you? And I said, oh. My first answer was, I'm just a caregiver. I'm just here to help you, take care of you, change your clothes and get you ready for bed. She goes, no. She said, no. She said, who are you? So I said, I'm a Christian. I'm just here to, to help you guys. The seniors here. That, she said, that I believe. So I worked there one year. I would go and check on her and when I would find her in her sofa and wet in her diapers, the workers that had her on their list would not take her to her bed, they would not change her. They would just leave her sitting there on the sofa asleep and all wet and still in her street clothes. So I would get her before I would go home. I would get her and put her in bed, clean her up. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Wherever you guys live or do or work,
0: so pray that to close this, give release that.
4: So Lord, God I, give thank us eyes and I thank I thank you, and just keep us aware, Father. Keep us aware of those that need help, need prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen.
0: Amen. <laughs> Who's next? Yeah, I thought you were coming, Deanna.
5: I just want to thank the Lord. Is this okay? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Um, I just really want to thank the Lord. There's so much I have to be thankful for, but um, I'm really thankful for some of the things that the Lord's been doing in Jubilee Church and just with our our lunches that we've been having, our Wednesdays with our prayer and and the men's uh, time and... Uh, and then the Lord prompting Pastor Steve, like, giving us the scriptures. I think that, don't you think that that's been so yeah. wonderful things that God's been doing of just really bringing us together in fellowship with him and fellowship with each other. And I just really am thankful to the Lord with our church, what what he's doing with us. And I, I believe there's much, much more that's coming. And... Um, i want to sing a little song i sang it today in the prayer thing it's real short yeah please. but i just really felt like the when the word of miracles came forth and even with our prodigals and everything
0: but before and, you sing it we tell us where you were how old you were yeah who okay
5: i'll tell the story i was telling them today when i was here in the prayer thing and that's what's neat when you come to the prayer thing it's so i was telling ed when i came home just how one person will share and then you can just connect up what they're saying and each person has something to contribute you know so i was sharing with them how uh when that with the handkerchiefs and with the word about miracles um i actually had a dream shortly after that and the lord reminded me of a time when i was about seven years old and i was just a little girl and my mom had taken me, I went with my mom to the Angelus Temple. Um, I don't even know how it came about that my mom, because my mom was like a single mom, and just that she decided to go there, and and Catherine Koeman was there, and she was up on the stage, and she had this beautiful white flowing dress, and I just remember as a little girl, and then she started singing, I believe in miracles i've seen a soul set free miraculous the chain redeemed through calvary i've seen the lily push its way up through the southern skies i believe in miracles for i believe in God." (laughs) And the Lord just brought that back to me, you know, that memory as a little girl. And I was just mesmerized. I was just like, I really thought that she was an angel that had come down from heaven. (laughs) And it so touched me. And I just appreciated just see there again in the body of Christ how the Lord prompted some of us about the miracles and the, and the handkerchiefs, and, and I just felt like the Lord's reminded me that moment that I had as a little girl. So as I sang that song tonight, we're declaring the miracles of God oh, over yeah. this house. So yeah, go ahead,
0: pray that over us. Yes, Lord,
5: you? we're just going to thank you that you are the God of miracles, and we say yes to you. Yes. 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 yes, yes to you yes. and any and all miracles that you want to do. We're not going to limit you in any way. We're just going to say yes, yes, yes. However you want to do what you want to do, Lord, we call for the beautiful miracles of God in this house and in our lives and in our family and all those yes. around us. Yes. And as these handkerchiefs are even being laid on people and Lord, just however you want to do it, Lord, we just thank you for the beautiful miracles. Yes, Lord of you god because we believe in you you are the god of miracles yes, so we call it forth yes, in lord. jesus name. yes lord yes lord amen
0: amen 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 yeah we keep we got time for one more or two and then, we, then i want us to have a chance for being small groups so we can each share something meaningful eddie did you brian you were on your way up and the, there are more handkerchiefs, and they're continually being soaked under the anointing and in the presence.
6: Well, I just I I kind of feel like I, you know, before D got up, I was going to say what D was going to say, and then Deanna, and then Helen. But I really do. I, I, I'm I'm so thankful this year, one to God that He, that 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 Jubilee, this house that we call, has been you know called to step into something that seems so you know common for what a church should do and that's reading the scripture aloud but it's really for me is just made it's taken the scripture that i've that i've always read but now all of a sudden something about following a plan something about going through it and in, in the the daily place of it and I agree. I don't know how many times I've 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 started reading it and and had an issue that I needed that I wanted to hear what God was saying and then all of a sudden the word became alive and that which I needed was being given to me right there and and so I'm am, I'm am so thankful this year for 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 jubilee. I'm thankful for jubilee to to just continue to step into places and and I mean we we're, we're not the we we're, we're the the church that follows the holy spirit and and does what what we think everybody else is doing but I'm pretty sure they're not <laughs> you know and so I'm so grateful I mean I mean that word pastor that you gave out of out of uh, Second Chronicles, twenty and twenty-two, and that about the ambushes, about the the mercies that the Lord's good and His mercy endures forever. I I don't know that a prayer watch goes by since that first week and back in January that 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 hasn't been something that I've gone back to because I feel like it's so alive for this house. Yes, it is. And then out of you know Hebrews 4, 12, I don't know that a day goes by that I, can, I don't stop and go back to God and say, I need to know you today, and I need your word to know me, and I need you to divide my thoughts and my intentions and my heart so that, I'll, so that I, won't, I won't live by just... Alone, or by my own abilities, or my own substance, but I'm I'm living by Your word. So I'm so grateful for just the ability of us to just say, and and for so many of you to just hold on to that place that seems so simple. It seems like it it should, you know. I I don't even know how to. I'm like, D. I don't even know how to explain it other than I I. I, I take the simple words that are in front of us on that schedule and, and read through it, and God meets me every single time. In the days that I've, I don't, and I, and, I, and I get stuck, and I come back to it later in the day, he's still right there, yeah. and he still meets me, and he still changes, and I still hear his voice. And so, I don't know. I mean, I'm so thankful for him but I'm so thankful for a church that's willing to take the simple and embrace it so that they they that we can we can find God in the process. So if you'll stand Father I thank you. I thank you that you're giving us you've given us your word and your word is life. Father. So I thank you Lord that now you would come to every person in your word and you would use your word to divide us that you would know us and that your word would have an effect on our lives and that you would change us father each of us are connected to the head and each of us is hearing your voice and so we thank you for that jesus that you are speaking to all of us and we're thankful and we're grateful, and now I want to glorify you and what you're doing, and I want to be the most thankful person because you are God, and you're able to do everything your word says, and you're bringing it to completion in all of us, in Jesus' name.
0: Amen, amen, amen. You know, that was the thing, one thing I wanted to share, that I am most thankful for reading the scriptures aloud. And it didn't happen because I was a prakt- practitioner at the time. I'm always in the Bible, but I was a topical Bible man. i read where I was searching for topically and meditate, and so you get some deep, deep grooves in the Scripture, deep paths that that are that serve you well. But but never had had not been just in this submission to the Scripture as it comes. <clears throat> the men when we started and this year in the inheritance with that psalm with second 2 chronicles 2022 which coming into 2023 it's going to be really even better <laughs> gets we'll start to see what God's doing but um 2022 he said you know he said when they began to sing and give praise to the Lord that he set ambushes and then he the Ammon Moab and Mount Seir turned on each other and destroyed one another and i remember it was um it had to be January right before we met, two seconds, second Saturday. And the Lord said, you need a place in the men's hands something to praise me with. And so I thought, well, I know what that is. That's Psalms. And so the th- simple thought was, let's do five Psalms a day for, for a month. And I was overwhelmed as the the courage and, and faith that started coming. So we did it another month. And so we were forty. 30 60 days and then we were 40 days away from easter and so we decided let's read through the four gospels let's kind of put them on overlay them on top of each of the not verses but chapters and just read up to the resurrection and then we that 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 was that just changed my life because i just watched jesus in a way i've never seen him before inside as a man under covenant and then we went through the gospel we went to the epistles to all the way to revelation and now we're set to finish the whole new testament a second time by december 31st and you've got the, the november readings schedule, and it's just a couple of chapters uh, I, I i i that happens to me every time i don't even try to pray too long before i read my scriptures because i know that what my answers in my prayer are going to be in the scriptures i'm about to read
5: I mean every day
0: I go, Well, how in the world did that happen? Did this did you know the the scripture was coming, so you gave me this question or <laughs> it's amazing, it's life changing and I'm looking forward. Our goal is next year, my, my desire is that we go through the whole the whole book, the whole the whole of the Bible and I'm working on that schedule that will get us through the whole a whole Bible plus those who'd like to like I want to, I wanna keep the New Testament. Uh, concurrently going so that might there'll be kind of like two tiers of reading however that the Lord gives you grace to do so and you're right whenever you miss it you just start where you, where you need to be and sometimes you can catch up because you have the time sometimes you just need to listen to it on, on, on audio so you can catch up and other times you just restart where you are because the scripture's alive it's, it's the daily bread of, of us as believers so I'm thankful, Father, for you that you would, out of just a simple idea to equip men to give you praise with words that were not, they, we did not have to originate from ourselves. And then to be so surprised with how much life and power is in the scriptures, and then to see it just continue to take hold of us. Oh Lord, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for your precious living word. We are so blessed because of it in Jesus' name. So let's, can we break up into groups of like two or three? We have six minutes. I'd like for anyone who has not yet shared to share with that small group what you're thankful for. I believe it will be impacting to those who hear and will be honoring to our God. And then I'm going to share with uh, our online family right now. Okay, so again, it happened to me. I'm the scriptures continue to unveil Jesus, our Lord Christ. And the more I'm seeing God in His pattern, He's coming to me, the more it then shows up in Scripture. Today, we're in John 8, and I was just amazed to watch. I've been Jesus coming from the Father, knowing the Father, being. Uh, unwilling to uh, come out of agreement with the Father. He is confronted with jealousy of the Pharisees who want to now take him and catch him in his words. So they catch a woman in the act of adultery, drag her out into the public square in the temple, and says, Moses has commanded that a woman or man caught in adultery is to be stoned, and we caught this woman in the very act. So it was like an ironclad opportunity. And Jesus just stooped down, and he began to write on the ground as though he hadn't heard them. So they pestered him and continued. Finally, stood up and said, "He who is without sin, let him cast the first stone." So now, the, he turned it from what do you say to here's where you can do whoever's without sin. So the oldest to the youngest, they began from the oldest to have their conscience. Well, I'm not gonna be the one to say I'm without sin. I can't throw the stone. And so they began, they all left. And so Jesus asked the woman, where's your accusers? Has no one condemned you? And she said, no. And he he said, neither do I, go and sin no more. He's confronted with his witness of himself, the father's witness, the miracles. And there there comes a faith. It says the Jews began to believe so he says this important little statement in verse 31. He said to the Jews who believed in him, if you continue in my words, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And I love this verse because a, a true mark of discipleship is the abiding in the word. You could, write, you could say, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples in truth. You are, you are in submission to truth. You are my disciples in truth and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free so here we are again i mean it's everywhere is this elevation jesus submitted himself to the word of god the word of god became flesh and then flesh submitted to the word of god and because of that the intimate the oneness that he held with the father we can hold that same i'm coming into oneness that i never could hold in topical topical pursuits and trying to understand an aspect of God this submission to the entirety of the word as I read and allow it to encounter and then to respond to the Lord and engage in conversation is a it's it's revolutionizing my life and Jesus the, the the offense that he says by making them free they're saying no 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 we, we've never been slaves to anybody we're Abraham's servants and then they start accusing him of being born of fornication and he's going no I can, I have a father you don't even know my father and it just gets the darkness gets more more stubbornly resistant and the light gets more clear and and powerful and and um, penetrating Until finally, Jesus has to close. And this is one. It's all about the word here. He finally has to say, "Uh, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. And then they're going, what a minute. You're not even 50. You can't say you saw Abraham. And he said before Abraham was, I am. And then they went to pick up stones to stone him. This word, this Bible, has got to be the most powerful thing we have in the earth. With the Holy Spirit, voicing over it, speaking re- revealing the spirit and the word of truth is in the san- is the sanctification into salvation into the glory of God and I am I am I am so in- anticipating second Timothy we were in the same thing because there he is he's talking about the the word and and uh, oh anyway I'm going to pray I'm going to pray it was first Timothy chapter 2. Father, in Jesus' name, would you this year create our appreciation and value to Your living Word, and may the living Word we're reading aloud to you and hearing, and on the same path, begin to take hold of us as a company of people, and and shape us, and define us, and empower us. Lord, you said it, it's it's life, it's it's faith, it's the ability to separate soul from the spirit, and even to help discern the thoughts and the very intentions of the heart. Oh Lord, would You do this for each of us tomorrow when we read? It's going to bring us to Thanksgiving. I know it. I don't even know exactly what I, what the scripture. I go look at the calendar. It, it's probably John nine for sure, and I think it's First Timothy three, but I know that I'm going to encounter the call of Thanksgiving because Your scriptures app powerful, universal, and so uh, capable of coming to me at my my place and my submission to the word is submitting to you. So let it be for each of us today in Jesus' name. Let it grow immensely in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I'm just going to release a blessing. You can continue praying, but I want to send a blessing out. Lord God, I pray for this Thanksgiving tomorrow that for each one of us, it will be the best Thanksgiving we can ever remember. Not because of what we ate or even the people we were with, but because of the one who saved us, how he found us, and how you carry us and use us to be a life source and joy. So we receive the abundance of thanksgiving exploding in our hearts and through our words. And we ask that it would flood your living body here at Jubilee and to all our family members where we gather and those who cannot gather, we release thanksgiving and praise and we glorify you, God, as God, for you are able to do that and much more according to the power that's working in us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless. Have the most wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll see you Sunday morning.